put it on real tight Hope you brought your best tonight They say they got the fireworks Yeah, they say they got the show Here around the shoots, you're the best So let's go This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Texas Toast Podcast. I'm Miss Helen, along with a returning visitor, one of my favorites, Hayden Baker. Hello, Hayden. How's it going? How are you doing, Helen? Good to see you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's so good to see you and be able to visit with you because so much has happened. I just kind of want to rewind. It was about this time last year that we had you on the podcast yeah. and uh, you were uh, planning for your upcoming graduation from A&M. How did that go? Got her done. There, you got out. her done. Got and of her course, done. yes. And of course, um, we talked a lot about your baseball stats. You're from Katy, played uh, high school baseball there, went on to college. And of course, I, I love A Dream, the baseball song. We had talked about yeah. that. And of course, you've had a couple of singles. Um, how many beers it charted in the top 40? Waiting on Love was in the top 20. But you hinted last spring during our interview on the podcast that you had some really exciting things that were in the works and congratulations to you signing with Ronnie Dunn's Perfect Pitch Publishing. We were so excited for you when we saw that and I had so many takeaways on that but I'm going to let you take it away and tell our listeners all about it. Yeah so um, about that time last year when we were talking it was it was all kind of hush hush we weren't going to do any press you know, regarding the whole Ronnie deal until we felt like it was the right time. But man, this has been in the works since he, Ronnie called me in November of 2020. It was like a week after our last album came out, the one with the baseball song and, and waiting on love. And he had heard it. He was looking for um, some young artists to sign to uh, a publishing company. And uh, <clears throat> I think he did like a social media thing like posted on tiktok and was like submit your stuff we're looking for some independent artists to sign uh i didn't submit anything but we've known ronnie for a while through the houston rodeo my dad took care of him as star security for years and um so we we've we've kept in touch over the years but nothing business-wise has ever come to fruition because ronnie's no nonsense and you know he doesn't he doesn't tell you it's good unless he really really thinks it's good um but out of nowhere, he just called and he heard the record and he said, uh, this is pretty good. And we want to get him up here and and uh, teach him how to write songs. Pretty much. We're going to we're going to show him the ropes and uh, get some better songs out because I think he's got it in him. So um, about that time, uh, COVID and the pandemic was still, you know, holding the music industry back quite a bit. So I didn't get up there until Ronnie said, graduate first. He said, get that diploma and then come to town. And so I graduated on a Saturday and I flew to Nashville on a Monday, signed the publishing deal on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so we signed in late May of 2021. And since then, I've been going up to Nashville about once a month for a week to write songs and uh, coming up on a year since I signed. And um, got about 75 songs in the tank, I think. Wow. So we've been writing our tails off. And I just got word last week, got the go ahead to go hit the studio and record a few. 
and get ready to release some new music. So we're very excited for that. Hopefully looking at a couple singles coming out this summer. Oh, that's exciting. We're ready for some singles for sure. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it's been too long. Well, one of the thing that one of the things that that just really touched me was looking at the press release when it came out and it's just I can only imagine how you felt because I saw the picture of the signed guitar when you were three years old. And I, I don't know if we covered that story, but let's talk about that because that was just so pivotal to see that there. That was, that was pretty unbelievable. So yeah. So my dad, like I said, he worked for the Houston rodeo for, for 20 years or so. I think it was like 1990 to 2010 doing star security. So he'd pick up the, you know, artists from the airport, take them to the venue, take care of them all day, take them back to the airport when they were done. And Ronnie was one of the ones he, he worked with for uh, the longest and kept in touch with. They had a good relationship. I didn't start playing music until like 2015. Well, not seriously until like 2018, 2019, but I picked up the guitar in like 2015 and out of excitement, you know, my dad would send him like some, like a video of, of me banging around on a guitar, playing out of tune. And in true Ronnie fashion, he'd be like, uh, yeah, tell him to stay in school, you know, something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell him to get that degree. Tell him to keep playing baseball, whatever. Um, and so after a while, we figured out, let's, let's quit bugging Ronnie. Let's just, you know, let me get to work and, and do this myself and, and try to get better. And we hadn't talked to him in a while. And then out of the blue, he just called. But so the, uh, the guitar, the guitar was, I was, uh, I guess I was three years old. I think it was. Yeah, when I got that guitar signed by Ronnie and he wrote on it, Hayden practice. Right. <laughs> when I was three years old. <laughs> 20 years later, exactly 20 years later, I signed a publishing deal with the guy that wrote Hayden practice on that guitar. <clears throat> wow. You don't hear very many stories like that. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to think about. I'm, I'm truly blessed. And uh, it's it's been a great learning experience for me this past year as far as writing songs goes. I'm just... I've been like a sponge and I've enjoyed every minute of it and I can't wait to get some music out. Yes. So, yeah. And that was, can I mean, it's like, as far as this last year with you writing in a different environment, have you seen yourself grow? Have you seen your writing change your styles? Tremendously. Um, it's just, there's some, so my, uh, when I went up there to, to sign the deal, I wrote, I had a writing session on Monday. That was my first one. I'd written in Nashville one time before. I wrote Texas Moon uh, off our last album with Barrett Baber, who signed with Seagull. I, I wrote with him one time. So when I came back up there, I had one write on Monday. My second write up there was with Ronnie at his house. <laughs> it was oh. with Ronnie and Ira Dean. So it was like, put up or shut up, kid. <laughs> you know, show us what you got. And we wrote two songs that day at Ronnie's place. And I kept my mouth shut as much as I could. I didn't want to sound stupid, but I, I threw out some good ideas and, and we got two pretty cool songs. And, uh, and since then, I think Ronnie and I have written three together, but not just him. I've written with so many talented writers and as it's gone from like the first couple trips up there, I was, you know, not really contributing ideas as much because these guys do it all the time and I'm new to this. I was, you know, kind of just staying quiet unless I had something really cool to say. But then the last few trips that I've taken, the last four or five trips, it's like I'm coming in with good ideas and I'm, you know, I'm learning to 
take charge in the writer's room when it's, when it's time to take charge. You definitely don't want to get in the way of somebody's mojo. Like when they're on a roll, it's like, just you be quiet until they get off of that roll and then, you know, contribute your idea. But it's, it's been a tremendous learning experience. I've had such a blast. I really hadn't co-written very much before I signed the deal. And now I've, I've written with so many, so many people. And it's a blast. It's a blast. So then another thing that I saw is um, honoring you in your hometown with Against the Grain Bourbon, the MKT Distillery in Katy. So tell me about that. So that's pretty cool. Um, around, this, <clears throat> around the time that we did this interview last year, I played a private event for MKT Distillery. And they just approached me after the show and said, you're a hometown Katy boy. Would you like to do a whiskey with us? And I was like, that's a no brainer. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, we started working on it and I'm actually, I'm, I'm up at my grandparents' place in East Texas right now. And the whiskey is made with the well water from this ranch. Oh, actually. wow. That's yeah, awesome. So it's pretty cool. Um, it was, it's kind of a, it was kind of a tough deal. My granddad just passed away in January and he was bugging me all last year. When is this whiskey going to be ready? When is this oh. whiskey going to be ready? And I think we, it was the day we bottled it up was the day he had to go to the hospital. So I was like, I was trying to see if I could sneak some into his IV, but they wouldn't let us, but, oh. um, but yeah, it's been cool. It's, it's, a uh, it tastes good. You know, that, that's the main thing. It, I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, we just kind of did a limited run of a hundred, 120 bottles or so. And, and I think we're close to selling half of them so far. So just been a cool little hometown deal. I'd love to get a hold of some of that bourbon. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. know, and I, you've been playing, still continuing with lots of shows. And I know you're so in your element when you're at a live show. So tell me how that's been going with the touring and playing on stage. Oh, it's been unbelievable. Last weekend, we were out with Randall King. Um, we played in College Station and Nacogdoches. And just those are two of my favorite places to play. And it was such a blast. We're playing with uh, Aaron Watson this weekend in my hometown in Katy. We did a, We did another show with Aaron uh, in January this year. We were with Josh Ward. We were with Wade Bowen last weekend. Just it's been it's been a blast. Uh, I've been blessed to get the opportunities to get in front of some big crowds and people are starting to recognize who we are, I think. And it, it's kind of it's kind of cool because th that's happening and we haven't had any music come out in the past year to support that. But we're still steadily gaining followers and gaining fans, and especially in, in a college station where I live. You know, we we've, we've been playing Hurricane Harry's so dang much that. I find I go out around town and get my hair cut, go to the gym. And it's like, oh, I know you, you're the guy putting hairs. I'm like, this is weird, but it's been a blast. We've been we've gotten to just this spring. I've gotten to get into some venues that I haven't played before, like Twisted J and Stephenville and Brewster Street and Corpus and uh, just all kinds of cool places. It's been cool. It's been exciting. And I, we just announced, or I haven't announced yet, but I'll go ahead and announce it here. We just got booked. We're opening for Joe Nichols in June at uh, Rowdy's in Spring. So that'll be a fun one too. Oh, that'll be a good one. And I know one venue that we had talked about that you hadn't played yet last spring was Green Hall. And I think I did see where you played there, maybe with Chad Cook. I did, yes. Yeah, yes. that was cool. Oh my goodness, that was such a fun show. There was, man, we Chad put like 
600 people in that place that night. And we may have, we may have put a few people in there too, but, but that was their uh, first show there, first headline there. And it was, it was a blast. It was so much fun. I love that place. I'm actually about to move out to the new Bromble's area. So hopefully we'll be back there soon. Oh yes. That's a great area. So as far as your family, I hope they're doing good. Sorry to hear about your grandfather. There's nothing like grandfathers. Mine was such an influence in my life. Like he's the one that that's why I love fishing and baseball. But um, I know when we visited before, are your parents still selling your merch for you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At about half of the shows, I would say, yes. Some of them, I told them, I told them, I was like, look, y'all don't have to do this at every show. It's a lot of work. If you want to do it at some shows, by all means, but if you don't, if you don't want to come out to Stephenville or go down to Corpus or whatever, like it's all, it's all good. We can, we can handle it. So, but they do, they, uh, the last, this last weekend when we were out with Randall, they came to both shows and, and they sold merch and, uh, they, they still love it, man. They're, it's, it's been a, it's been a special thing having the support of the family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If it's, yes. And I know it, uh, Brooks and Dunn and Brad Paisley have been such a musical influence on you. And as you're out touring and you're out playing, you know, are there any particular musicians that you learned from? Oh, man. Um, absolutely. Brad is, is one of the top guys that I learned from as far as playing live shows, just learning by watching. Um, but as far as uh, you talking about like learning, like by seeing them and, and working with them. Yes, man. There's, I love uh, the Randall King camp. Logan, Logan brought us the guitar player for Randall and I have become good friends lately. And, and we're, we're such fans of each other's guitar playing. It's so cool. And, and I was with, um, I was with Mike Ryan uh, two weeks ago when he played Chili Fest, he called me up and asked if I wanted to go play some golf before the show. So we went out to, a&M's campus course and played some golf and then uh, I got to hang out backstage at Chili Fest with them all day but his guitar player Hunter Periotti is also one of my you know good friends and also influences as a guitarist in the Texas scene and it's so it's so cool we have this community of like guitar players and we all just kind of check up on each other and like oh what kind of gear are you using now oh I just got this new amp oh I just got you know this new pedal or whatever so definitely I've learned a lot I, and it's cool for me because I also I learn from the artists, you know, Randall and Mike and and Aaron, and I take from what they do. But I also try to learn from the guitar players in their band mm-hmm. because that's also part part of my show is is doing that. So it's um it's pretty cool. It's it's a cool little dynamic that we have down here in Texas, and I'm I'm blessed to be from here and able to you know flourish from from you know going out and playing this this Texas scene. It's really cool to be a part of. Yes. And I guess finally getting the schooling out of the way has freed up some time. And I was going to ask you, do you ever have time to play baseball? I know you mentioned golf. You got to play some golf. (laughs) I haven't got to do any baseball stuff. Uh, My girlfriend's in a softball league up in Oklahoma right now. She's, she's finishing up her master's at OU. She'll be done next month. And then she's moving out to Austin, but she's in a softball league up there. And I'm went up there last week and watched the game and I kept the books for them. And <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's I, great. I used, I used to do that in college. I would do it when I wasn't playing. When I was a kid, I would go to the Astros games and get the score books and I would keep the Me books. Too. I just doing yes. It. Yes. So I kept the books for them and it was, I mean, as detailed as possible. You know, I was doing all the four, three put outs and three unassisted and this guy scored and I gave it back to him. And like the girls were like, 
why is he coloring on this? You know, like, what does this mean? Um, but this week she texted me on Monday and she said the team captain was pissed that I wasn't there because he wanted me to keep the books again. I bet you were the um, best one they ever had. Probably so. I used to love doing that. Um, but no, I haven't really got to do much baseball. I have been, I have been obsessed with playing golf. I was watching the masters this weekend, like nobody's business, hoping tiger would make a comeback, but it's good to see him playing. Um, and I am excited that the Astros are back. I'm oh yes. Aren't they looking good? They're looking good. It's, it's sad that Correa is gone, uh-huh. uh, but Pena looks good. Yes, the he does. Stop looks good. So we'll see how he does. And Bregman looks like he's back in form. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Did you happen to see the moment when um, when uh, Jeremy Pena got his first home run when the, they were interviewing his parents? Yes, I did see that. What cool a that? moment. That was awesome. I can't even imagine. Yes. Well, yeah, it'll be exciting to see how this season plays out. But I've I've been seeing on, on Twitter and, and stuff, people are just, there's this like newfound appreciation and excitement for baseball being on TV. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was the pandemic mixed with the, the lockout this spring, but it's like everybody seems more into the regular season of baseball right now. So that's kind of cool. That is very, that is super cool. cool. Cause I know so many people, <clears throat> no names mentioned, but you know, they'll wait till August to start keeping up. Yeah. You know, we're the kind of people that every game I'm in front of it. If not, I'm recording it. So I can make sure I Absolutely. keep up with what's going I'm on. Such a, I'm such a stats guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm such like a regular season stats guy. So I'm always curious to see who's going to hit the most home runs this year on the Strohs. Who's going to have the highest batting average and all that kind of stuff. So that's always fun to watch for me in the regular season too. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's nothing like October baseball. There really I'm is. telling you, I'm telling yeah. you, I remember when I was doing morning radio and it was October baseball. I don't care if I lost sleep sometimes underneath the eyes didn't look too good, but I was hanging in there with the ball games going on. <laughs> hey, got it. You got to, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm well, a, that- Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I don't know if it's on your agenda, but I would love to see you sing the national anthem at Minute Maid. Not at Minute Maid yet, but um, I am singing it next month for a, a boxing match, I believe, in Houston. Oh, cool! That, that yeah, that Termite Watkins is putting on. Um, we're just now getting the details for that, but I think it's I think it's like May fifth or something. So that'll be fun. I've never done the national anthem before. That's cool. Well, we're looking at your shows, looking at all your success, and I'm super excited about new music coming out. Oh, you have no idea. I have been just fiending for it, getting the studio and, and tracks and stuff. But we're the tough part now, and it's, you know, trouble in paradise, is I've got to choose between 75 songs. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, that's tough. Yeah. And there's, you know, I've got, I've got categories. There's the songs that, that suck. There's the songs that don't suck. And then there's the songs that are, these are good. These are recordable. So I've got about 25 of them that I'm looking at right now. And, and I'm going to take one more trip up to town, up to Nashville at the end of this month. And we're going to write probably six to eight more and come back from there. And then I'll have to just make a decision. It's got to be something that, you know, I know the fans will love. I know the people, you know, especially it's summertime coming up. Would love to have a summertime type song, something I can play the guitar on and and do do all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it's just kind of it's got to have everything for me. I feel I'm feeling a little more pressure than normal just because I I haven't put anything out in a long time, and you know it's I, I feel like there's been some hype 
building up because of the Ronnie deal. And I just want to do this right. So excited, nervous, all, all the things ready, well, ready to get to work on it. I have no doubt. It'll be great. You just do what, what you do and it'll be amazing. So anything else going on you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Ah, man, I think we covered it all shows whiskey, uh, <laughs> Baseball. New songs, baseball. <laughs> I think we got it. I think we're good. All right. Well, we're looking forward to all the great things coming up, everyone. Welcome. And, and thank you again for joining us, Hayden Baker. Thanks for having me, Helen. It's always a blast talking with you. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me My southern draw, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy.